You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Appreciate all the love and support from all the, I don't know, Coach T maniacs or Zeke maniacs. i got to come up with a, like a fan name for, for all the people that have been listening. It's been a really cool journey uh, these three years of having this podcast and having people that I've never met before coming up to me and saying, I really enjoy listening to your podcast and I'm glad it's it's helping those out there and hopefully is reaching more and more people. Uh, when I first started this, was the, the, the goal was to help young coaches learn how to build a program, build a program properly. And with all the people that I've interviewed and their different perspectives, hopefully they found something that works for them and they've been able to take that to their programs. I have another great guest, assistant coach of the Bay City, John Glenn, Bobcats, Mr. Colin Weber. Colin, how are you doing today? I'm good, Isaiah. It's good to hear your voice and um, connect with you again. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate having you on. Uh, Colin and I actually met as kind of, I would say, foes per se. So Colin's senior year, he wrestled for Bay City Central. I coached at Bay City Western. And we had a very talented, probably one of the most talented wrestlers at Western, uh, Tom Shaner. And I've talked about the Shaner brothers and and things like that. So Tom was a freshman, and I believe Colin beat him three times. And I think the scores were three nothing, two nothing, and one nothing. And for whatever reason, Tom could never get out, and Colin would always get escape. And I think the first match you got to take down, but it was just it's the oddest match because I never seen Tom Shaner not score a point in any match except for those ones he wrestled against Colin. So needless to say, I I was very oh I hated him. <laughs> yeah, I, those those matches. I was I was actually fortunate enough to wrestle Tom and Chris, um, and they uh they were, man. My my whole plan and when I wrestled was to keep things tight, and you know I wanted a low scoring match, and um, the Shaner boys were not really interested in doing that. So it was a it was a tricky matchup for me to try to be able to wrestle them. And fortunately, I was um I was able to come out on the top on top of all those. So. I'm uh I'm five I'm fortunate in that aspect I I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh so fa- uh, fast forward, you know, about 7 or 8 years after Colin uh graduates, he's a coach with the uh, Bay County Roadrunners and um is is coaching with the the middle school at John Glenn right right around this time. Yeah, so yeah, um I think it was 5 or 6 years. Yeah, your that timeline's about right. Um Tyler Cush was the head coach of the Bay County Roadrunners and um, he's one of my very best friends. You were, you were lucky enough to coach Ty and he yep. was, he was an incredible wrestler and, um, he was coaching and actually, um, he was out of town working and was like, Hey man, I need help, um, running a practice. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I was like, um, I guess I can come back. I didn't really, at the time, I didn't really have any aspirations to be in the sport. And, um, I came back and I walked in and they were like, Hey, run practice. And I was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I can run a practice. And, um, it was fun and I fell in love with the kids and I fell in love with the sport again. It was a different, it was different than I remembered um, from when I was competing and, you know, wrestling, you know, you, you have these certain memories and it was a little bit different when I came back and um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's interesting, like talk to you and everything else. And, and towards the end of my Western coaching career, you know, Colin was coaching, has been coaching at John Glenn and everything else. And, little bit of a rivalry there but it's all I think rivalries in themselves are healthy and fun because we're all working towards the same goal and we're all 
cheering each other on when we're not facing each other. So it's nice to kind of see that uh, the buildup of, of the success of the program that's been happening so far. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Tell me how you got involved in this great sport of wrestling. Um, so my little brother, um, Brandon, was um, he started in the sport when I was probably nine. He was five. Um, and he came home and was started wrestling at the beginning of the year. And at the time I was playing, um, I was playing basketball or we, as we call them here over at Glenwood, we call them pumpkin pushers. Um, I was doing that. <laughs> and, uh, so, and so the following year I was like, and then my cousin was a, was a wrestler at basically central that year in the same year. And I was like, I want to do that. So I think I was in fifth grade. I think I was 10 when I started wrestling. Um, I started wrestling for the Bay County Roadrunners and, um, it was, you know, I came in and it was, I got put, you know, so when you come into a youth practice, you know, you have your experienced kids and when Big County, when I came in at 120 kids or something like that. And uh, so they always had to kind of break up kids. So I was down on the, on the little kids mat learning how to wrestle. And I was kind of beating up kids cause I was older than them. So I, I liked it cause I thought I was really good at it. Um, so, and I got to wrestle and I, I looked up to my cousin um, Jay Shable, he was, he was a real good, he was an all-stater at basically central. And um, I looked up to him and he kind of got me involved. And then my brother was doing it, obviously, like I mentioned. Um, so it was kind of a bonding moment. And through that, we went all over the state and all over the country with my dad and my little brother. And um, it's some of the best memories of my life. Yeah. It's interesting. You talk about like big high runners back there were 120 kids. It just, it just seems unfathomable to have that many kids in a, in a youth program. Um, and, and, and to be able to give them all quality instruction, which you guys did with, with, with the coaches and everything else. You had a lot of guys like Chad Canuti, I want to say, and Jeff Cush, Joe LaFrom boys, uh, to, to name a few, I'm sure. I'm, uh, no, I'm, those were those were the three primary coaches for me. Um, those guys, I mean, they were really influential. And I'll tell you what, like Joe, Joe was about as hard-nosed as they come. And, you know, Joe, I, I, I believe you coach with them over at Bay City Western. Yep, and, yep. good memories. He, he had a, he had a heart of gold and um, really cared about all of us and made us, made us tough, made us better. Um, the other guy that was um, a big part of that, um, he's actually, he was actually helping out with the Bay County Roadrunners this year was Mike O'Shea. So Bay County Roadrunner supporters, and they know the name O'Shea's they came through. Mm-hmm. There's three of them, um, Jeff, Dan, and Shane. Um, they were all at Bay City Central. Um, they're a big name at Bay City Central. Um, but, you know, he was another one. So those four guys were really big in running the club when I was, when I was you know, 10, 11, coming up and through into middle school. Um, and they did a great job of being organized and get, putting us down the right track, at least being able to go compete. And, and hopefully, you know, we love the sport. And obviously, I, I turned to love the sport. Yeah, yeah. And it's all – I talk a lot on the podcast about – we're wrestling and, and trying to make it fun at the youth level. And you see from all these different competitions, which, I mean, you're, you're a little bit younger than I am growing up back in the, the mid nineties, early two, we didn't have all these different competitions that youth wrestlers could go to a rookie or novice division. It, it, it's just quite interesting. When I was coming up, you had your, if your middle school had a wrestling program, you had your six-week wrestling program, and then that went into freestyle. And then, depending on your age level, you could go to Central Regionals and wrestle to try to make the national team from schoolboy up. And then you'd go wrestle at Fargo or Indian, Oklahoma, and one of the duels. I think the schoolboy duels was always in Indianapolis, somewhere around there. 
But that was it. Now I'm looking at schedules because I have a younger, uh, I have a daughter, my youngest daughter wrestles. And I'm like, how the heck do you, how is there so, there's a, there's a tournament pretty much every weekend from here until December. No, it's wild. It's why, like, so it was funny because when I was coming up, we were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Nemwa, so obviously the Bay County Roadrunners and Be- Mr. Beaver um, started Nemwa, um, the, the youth league in our area. And then MMWA was the big one um, in when I was a kid. So I didn't, my way was just come up and coming. Um, I think when I was in eighth grade was when it was the first time that I did um, my way. And Bay County Roadrunners weren't even a part of it. So I had to go, I think I wrestled under Hemlock was mm-hmm. um i think um justin thomasek's dad took me under when i was in eighth grade and was like yeah you can wrestle for us and he was running the hemlock huskies at the time and so we we went out there and did it um but you know once we got through so we always did my way or we always did mnwa and then we always did um big county always did one postseason tournament like we would go either go to like um we'd go to like petoskey or gaylord or somewhere up north Traverse city somewhere up north Actually, we did two. I lied because we'd also do Cobo Hall, um, which was like I think it was called AAU Worlds or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I mean, in reality, you were just wrestling kids from Indiana and Ohio, but you know, Worlds was a big deal, so we trained hard for it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's quite interesting. Now there's like you can do so so much there. So after your youth, you go to Bay City Central and wrestle under Coach Bishop. Uh, Brian Bishop, what was that like? Um, that was it was good. Um, when I came in my freshman year, we were pretty tough. Um, we had a you know, so my workout partner was Marcus Gonzalez and Tyler Lemke and Clayton Cummings. And so Marcus was uh, he actually transferred his family moved, I think, to Saginaw. I think it was Saginaw. Um, and he went to Bay City Central. He was a two time all stater from Elma coming in, and uh, he was super tough. And he was a guy that I went with um, pretty much every day. We did a lot of four-man groups, and you know, so we wrestled a lot, a lot at Bay State Central, and we we did a we I, I I'll give Coach Bishop a lot of credit. We were always really, really fit, um, and that's something that's really hard to do, and it is a weapon in wrestling for sure. Um, <laughs> we we did a lot of live, and we did a lot we did a lot of running, but you know, we loved him because he loved us, and it was uh, but it was it was different coming from Bay County. You know what I mean? Like Joe is a Joe is a technical guy, super technical, um, and we, you would learn you know, tech, you would drill technique a lot and transitioning into, um, into, uh, into basically central in high school, it was a little bit different. And I, I, frankly, I think I was a little immature coming in and we wrestled live when in reality, we probably should have been sparring. Um, and I didn't really understand the concept of hard drilling and sparring. I was, as I got through high school a little bit, I learned how to do it because I would go other places and you were forced to do it. But, um, it was, it, it, you know, my freshman year was a, I took a lot of butt kickings and I hadn't done that in a long time and having Tyler and Lemke and, um, and Marcus Gonzalez kick my butt every day was eye opening for sure. Yeah. And it's just, you're, you're in a group with, with so many talented kids and they're, they're older than you and they're pushing you and some aspects, yes, wrestling live, I guess it's all this philosophical thing. And I think that's kind of the change in the mindset of training now. Uh, and depending on where your team is at, but for the most part, you do a lot more situations and and a lot more sparring, as you say, versus grind matches. Like I can remember wrestling in college. We used to wrestle twice a week, 10, 20 minute grind matches, and they were absolutely brutal. And 
from a mental standpoint, it makes you super tough. But to fix the technical stuff, you really got to do more sparring in situations and really having a coach stop you to, to, to learn or to fix some certain positions so you can learn how to score or defend from there. No, you're 100% right. We had this thing on – we did it on Thursdays. It was called the Devil's Workout. It was um, six six-minute matches, six sixers, and then we had a six-minute – I don't remember exactly the um, the fitness routine we did. But, I mean – and we did six six-minute matches in about 45 minutes. And, um, you know, and there's sometimes, like, if I'm wrestling – like Mar- especially that year, Marcus was kicking my butt, and he was super tough on top. So, if I gave up a takedown, I was on bottom for the next five and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just, you know, there would be days I would go home and just be like, I'm not even good at this sport. Like, I thought I was so good last year, and now I don't even know. Like, I can't score a takedown. It's, you know, it's – I can't ride anybody. I can't get away. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you got through it. You know, those guys would pull you along, and coaches would – our coaching staff would pull you along and go, hey, you're all right. Like, you're getting better today. You know, you just got to – you know, you're going to be mentally tough, and you're going to be fit, and – you're going to score late in matches and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be mentally tough and you're going to be fine. And that was, um, that was, you know, that was a positive for sure coming out is I would compete. And I felt like for the most part, I was as fit and as mentally tough as anyone, you know, some, you know, that that's a big piece of this sport. So your high school career, would you, uh, how did you do? I, I was not good. Um, I was not very good. Um, I, I found ways like I wrestled, Oh, you know, I had a big mental block at the end of the year for me. Um, I would get to post seasons and I would fall apart. And um, I remember wrestling Dominic Russ from Davison in the regional semi. And there we were, I think I was, I was up three, two or four, three. And I going into the third and the Davison magic got to me a little bit. And I was like, this guy's tougher than me. Um, and he took me down to my back I think twice. Um, and then I had to wrestle um, a Farmington kid in the bloods my senior year, um, Andrew Fialka. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wasn't there mentally. And, you know, he was talented and he was tough. And, you know, I don't know if I was better than him. I don't know. But I, I certainly didn't put on a performance that I was even close to him. And that's the reality. You know, I, I there's no I have no I have no qualms about that. Like, I just wasn't good enough that day. And that's OK. Um, and then. So I didn't, I didn't qualify for the state tournament and I didn't know where, what my future held. Um, I, I played a lot of soccer in, um, in high school. That was my, that was my favorite sport in high school. Um, so then I was going to go, actually, I was going to play soccer in college and that was my plan. So I kind of got done. I lost at the regional tournament at Davison and I just kind of said, well, I think that's it for me. Like I'm tired of cutting weight. I'm tired of, you know, disappointing myself at the end of the year. Um, and that was that, but I went on to college and I got pulled onto a team and man, I got a lot better there. Um, I learned a lot and I was super fortunate to have coach Brown and he uh, pulled me in and got my head right and made me love the sport again. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say love this, cause, cause there's, you know, obviously senior year, you don't achieve your goal, but, the fact that you're able to come back kind of like full circle and still want to train and be a college athlete says a lot about you as a person and, and your maturity level. Uh, yeah. I, um, so it was fun. Cause so that summer I worked out with guys because Tyler was going to go away to school. He was going to wrestle at all of that. Um, and you know, I, I watched him and we trained a little bit 
And then I got to school and we played soccer and um, it was a tough year soccer wise. We weren't doing very well. And um, by the end of the year, I, you know, I was just like, well, you know, what do we do next? Like there's this, there was this break that we didn't have. Um, we were, we were off. We didn't have competitions. We didn't really start competing again until February is when we would do our indoor season. And so I was like, cool, like whatever. So I was actually in the um, fitness center and I uh, was working out and I actually had a Bay City wrestling or Bay City Central wrestling t-shirt on and the wrestling coach walked in and he was like, you wrestle? And I was like, I did, I don't anymore, you know? And he's like, well, I'm the wrestling coach here. Like we're, we're trying to, you know, we've had some guys quit. We've had some attrition through preseason. Um, we'd love to have you, like, you should come check it out. And I was like, well, I don't have any, any of my shoes. Like, I don't have anything. And he was like, that's okay. Like, you know, we got stuff in the, in the office, like no big deal. Come in and train. And I drilled and we drilled one day and what would be considered their preseason. And uh, I, it was so much fun. It reminded me like, man, it can be fun. You don't have to grind all the time. And cause there was no expectations on me. Um, right. I, he didn't know if I was any good at all. And, I didn't feel like I had to prove anything, you know, where, you know, I, I think sometimes college, when they go to, when guys go to college, um, they feel the pressure that they've got to perform right away. And I was like, well, I'm not even supposed to be doing this. Like this wasn't what I came here for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was super willing to learn because it didn't matter, you know, like in my head, I was just hanging out getting a workout in. And two weeks later I'm on the team and back to the weight cuts and getting in shape and dieting the, <laughs> the right way, you know, and, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, and it was super fun. And I had some real good partners um, that made me that those kids were all from Ohio. And, you know, they were a lot like me where they didn't achieve their goals in high school, but they were like, but they were tough, man. The Ohio kids, they're super tough. And, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you wrestled in all the national events as a, as a high, as a prep. Um, so to, to hear that. And uh, it was, it was um it, to, to wrestle with those guys i was really fortunate they they you know made me tougher and made me better and made me enjoy the sport yeah uh-huh. now uh so you get down with college you come back home basically and and now you're, you're coaching with your buddy tyler kush what made you want to coach at the high school level um so we uh so tyler and i were talking and um we got asked to do by um Rolando Facundo was the head coach at Bay City, John Glenn. Um, and this would have been 20, 2017, 2018. Um, so he starts coaching um, and he's like, hey, I need a middle school coach. And he asked Tyler to do it. And Tyler goes, hey, I'm going to need help. Can you help me? And actually on that first staff at um, at, C- at CMMS was Bruce Rao was also on our staff, who's another longtime friend of ours, um, who's a you know, ended up going, it was like, I think he was a four-time national qualifier at Grand Valley. Um, Bruce was incredible. So we started coaching and um, we were coaching together. And so we spent two years there and, you know, we were doing that. And then um, that following year, Coach Bishop came in and, you know, we were in the middle school level already there. And he goes, hey, you know, would you guys be interested in helping out at the high school? And and we did, you know. So I, I transitioned from the club to to uh, Bay City John Glenn and CMMS. And um, Coach Bishop does a great job. He's one of the most incredible coaches I've ever met. Um, and you know, I've learned a lot coaching under him. And he's become a, one of my very very best friends. Um, and learning learning the way his mind works is he's a he's a really really smart guy in the room. 
Right, right. And for the record, guys, it's we're talking about Matt Bishop now. Yeah, uh, Matt so Bishop. Yeah, I was like, huh? What did? So both uh, Brian Bishop at Bay State Central, Matt Bishop at John Glenn, who's also an alum. That's also uh, was one on one of my first. I'm uh, on one of my, on my first season. A few episodes in, it was great interviewing Matt. Matt and I go pretty far back, especially when I was the Western coach, and we've had a lot of. Uh, it was good conversations. Cause I used to hate Matt for whatever reason. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> go for a safe job, blah blah blah. And um, we had great talks, and uh, he's a guy that knows his wrestling. He has great connections, and he just. He makes you feel good about yourself, which I think is always a great quality that every coach should have, regardless of who you're coaching or who you're coaching with. Make the people around you feel good. And it's not about like buttering them up or anything like that, but make them feel good. Make them feel a part of the process when it comes to building towards something great. No, he, he sure does. Like, it's funny because, you know, Matt is one of the most genuine people I've ever met. You know, he's one of the most, you know, he'll shoot you straight and, he's really honest with you and he's really genuine. And it's funny because you're talking about being a part of the process. He and I today were, so we worked together. We were talking today about some technique that I'm showing at practice. And, you know, he was kind of pushing back on me a little bit and was like, Hey, what about this? What about the, what happens if they do this? And uh, afterwards he was like, you know, I really like that technique. You know, let's just make sure we're, you know, understanding what's going on. And I was like, no, you're a hundred percent right. Um, but he makes you, he makes you think, man. I'll tell you what, Matt is, uh, he's one of the, like I said, he's, he's super smart. Um, and he's a, he's thought provoking when he speaks to you and he does make you, you're right, Isaiah. He does make you feel good and feel like you're a part of something. Yeah. yeah. Now you guys have been on kind of a meteoric rise. Uh, the last three years you've won districts, you've been in the team regional finals. You've had multiple state qualifiers and state placers, even a state finalists. Um, what would you attribute how it, how the change has come about with your guys' program now. Um, what are you like, what are you guys doing that is kind of setting you apart or setting you on par with some of these teams we've talked about in the past, like the CCs and the Lowell's, the Dundee's, like the, the, the teams that are constantly in the hunt. Although you haven't won a regional title yet, you're still knocking on the door to get there. So what is, what has changed, so to speak? Yeah. You know, um, I, Isaiah, it, it goes back to you at basically central or at basically Western, excuse me. Um, when we came in, you guys were the standard, um, and you guys won that county title our first year, um, that we were, that Matt was here. And then that next year, you guys, we had a, we had a, we had a tie that we won on criteria. So like the um, sixth not, criteria. Yeah. It was like 37, 37, <laughs> like, um, yeah. like Lane Heiser scored a major in like the last match of the, of the, um, of the duel to, mm-hmm. to get us tied. And we were like, I remember thinking like, we're not going to win this duel. Like, I think they have more falls. Um, and you know, but it started there and, you know, but before that it starts with like culture. So when we got to John Glenn was, we were not, um, we were not very good. We historically, we weren't very good. Um, and so we needed to build culture and we needed to learn how to compete. And our kids started to compete in the room and, and it's, you know, we play games, we play games in the room a lot and they got to compete in that. And then, you know, it needs to translate a little bit. So, getting that first and I think it was tw- I think it was December of 2019 was when we finally got over on Bay City Western um and then the kids so that year they had a I think I think we were looking at it today I think we were 21 and 8 that year um something along those lines and that was the year that that covid that covid hit right so mm-hmm. 2020 shut down and that hurt us you know in terms of our development I think um and not just us the, the state the sport um things got impacted there 
And then in 2021, so 2020, we lose to Clio in the district. Um, 2021, we go, we win the district. So that was our, our second district title in program history. It, that year was, um, was hard because, you know, you couldn't, you know, you had to, we, we had split practices. Our team was never really a team. Um, so we end up winning the district. We wrestle Bay City Central, Bay City Western at the district tournament. We lose to Fremont, who ended up qualifying that year um, at Fremont. And it was the first time that our kids went to a hostile gym because um, people, I mean, we went to Fremont, we're wrestling then. And they got after us a little bit, and we uh, we did not perform very well. And that off season, frankly, it was that off season. Our kids came. Um, we actually had to train outside of our room that year. Um, we we had a location outside of our room um, because we weren't allowed to have um, our our kids had to train. Excuse me, our kids had to train outside of our room um, because we weren't allowed to have off. We weren't allowed on campus yet because of COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. And man, those kids trained their butts off. They really, really did. They competed. I mean, the kids decided they decided they wanted to go compete in a couple events. Um, and we they, they did some off season or they did some summer stuff. Then we had kids go to Mich- or the Grappler Fall Classic that year. Logan Demarest actually won the varsity division. Um, Lane Heiser um, was an All American in the varsity division. So then we come back, um, which was the 2022 season, and it was very clear of what we wanted to do. We wanted to beat Gaylord and. Um, we, you know, and the way we train is we, we, we train for the, for the postseason, and, you know, we came up short. We had some things go against us that year uh, or in that duel, excuse me, but we wrestled our butts off. And that year, um, so the COVID year, we put, we put seven guys into the state tournament. Unfortunately, we only had um, three compete and um, we, we wanted to match that again in 2022. And we ended up with six um, and we ended up with a state finalist. Connor Greer wrestled his butt off and, made the state finals and had one loss all year. And then this year, you know, our goal, it's, it's stepping stone. So this past year, again, the goal was to be Gaylord. And um, we wrestled, we wrestled really, really well. We just didn't get the results. Um, And we lost 37, 36 and all credit to Gaylord. Um, They are, uh, they are, they compete really, really well. Um, And I tip my hat to those guys and, that's again, that's moving into next year. That's the goal. Like we want to win a regional title. If we want to, you know, we're chasing, we want to be somebody who competes for, we want to compete and win a regional title every year. That's the goal. I want, we want our freshmen who wrestle to never know anything but wrestling for a regional championship. That's the, that's the goal for our program and all credit to our kids, man. They, they work their tails off. Um, They, they train with a purpose. They, they compete with a purpose um, and I'm, we're, I'm super fortunate to be a part of basically John Glenn and I love our kids and our kids wrestle really, really hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. They're fun to watch. Uh, you mentioned Gaylord, uh, that was one of our, uh, nemesis or, or Achilles or whatever you call it. I mean, Jerry LaJoy, I've known him since I was 13, 14 years old. He's an amazing coach. He's the way he's been able to build that, that program over the last 25 years or so. And you know what you're getting into when you wrestle Blue Devil. You're going to go out yeah. there. They're going to wrestle hard. They're going to wrestle hard from all three positions uh, to get to the point to beat them. You know, it, they're not going to beat themselves. It's one of those things where in the last couple of years, you guys have been close. And, you know, we'll see what happens in 2024. But it's it's always a fun duel. And you guys always put on a good show for the fans of wrestling, uh, especially up here in the north representing. That, that, that right. I, you know, I consider them a rival. Um, they've, and I think they consider us a rival and that rivalry is it's, you know, it gets contentious, 
but it's fun. You know, our kids, they don't like us too much and we don't really like them too much. Um, and that's the way it's supposed to be. I think, yeah, I mean, our kids know when they train in the off season, what they're training for, you know, and that's sort of fun. Yeah. And I think rivalries are healthy. I mean, there's a the whole like dislike, but I think there's a mutual respect for the work that you both put in as programs. And I think that's, you know, that's the, the calling card for most of these programs. When, when you see, when you have these rivalries, they might have that, that dislike or, Oh man, I don't even, don't even wear a dark blue and yellow shirt around me. But when it's all said and done, the, the mutual respect of what it takes to get to that level, um, you know, when you look back at it, it makes me think of um, when Bay State Western was having those great matches with Flint Northern back in the mid nineties. And, you know, Flint Northern, I want to say it was 94 when they won the state title and they had to beat Bay State Western in the team regional. Well, they, you know, you talk to any of those guys, uh, coach Nuremberg, who I coached with for a long time, was a long time assistant coach at, basically Western or Joe LaFrom boys or Will Waters, who's an assistant coach on the Flint Northern team. When they talk about when they competed and they were in the same league, mind you, yeah. that, that every match was, it was like, bring your popcorn as a fan because you're going to be entertained. And they talk so fondly about it, you know, almost 30 years later about how those matches were fun, contentious at the time. But when you look back at it and, and the work that both those programs put in, to have the opportunity to to win a state title or be in the state finals, things like that. It's always fun things to look back on. Uh, so this year you won uh, the assistant coach of the year. Congratulations. Uh, uh, more than deserving with, with the work you've put in with, with the program and everything else. What is your advice to those uh, assistant coaches? What should they be doing uh, as, as a person that is help leading the program? Well, thanks. First off, thanks, Isaiah, for, you know, congratulating me on that. It's, it's our kids who win that award for our program, um, first and foremost. Um, in terms of, like, I, I'm super fortunate. Um, Matt Bishop does a great job. My role is very clear. And I think that's um, me understanding what is expected of me in the room every day allows me to be – it allows me the freedom to come in and just go, all right, I got to get this done. Um, as an assistant, though, like, I get to – I get to work out with guys, you know, so I work out a couple times a week for sure. Once a week, usually two, three days a week. Um, I'll work out with guys, whether that's after practice or during the session, but as an assistant, my job is to coach positions um, where, where Matt's running the room and he's running a room to make sure that we're covering, we're covering off top to bottom um, with our best guys and our least talented guys. Um, they're all getting work. Um, for me, I'm working with a, 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 a group of guys where I am allowed to clean up positions and really, really get into the nitty gritty of coaching, which is super fun for me. Um, and, you know, I guess to if I was to give advice to an assistant, um, it's just understand what your role is and do it and, you know, get it down to a T. Um, I know that for me, it's cleaning up positions. That's what I want to do. That, or that's my expectation um, from our head coach. And it's just getting into it and making sure that we can get through as many. It, I can work with as many guys as possible and clean up our positioning and clean up our technique. Um, and sometimes that's individual work in a practice. Sometimes that's working out with a guy. Sometimes it's doing a, a five, 10 minute drill after practice to clean up a position. Um, it's just doing the little stuff. And, you know, you, you know, you know, as well as anybody, just the little stuff in our sport means, means the world. And, you know, it, a lot of times that little stuff translates to, to really, really big rewards. Right. The little things, uh, getting better at the little things and, and, and things like that. And you're right about 
having an actual defined role, which I think a lot of people don't understand that if, if head coaches give your coaches roles, just like you give your, your parents roles and give your athletes roles. So they know exactly what they're supposed to do, what they're, what they're bringing to the table per se. So uh, things okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Like, so we have, you know, and we're fortunate. We have two, three, excuse me, three really like we have heavyweight coaches who coach the top two to three weights of our program. And coach Bishop, coach Matt Bishop allows them the freedom to do it, you know, where he goes, Hey, coach these guys up, like make them better. Like this is your area of expertise, make that, you know, get them better. And he gives direction for sure. There's certain positions that guys have to work in and he'll give some direction before practice. And, you know, in our, in our, um, in our practice plan, you know, it'll be, it'll be, you know, written out for you when that, and you know, you're having that is, um, it allows us to, to do our jobs and, you know, we try to do it at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it, it just works out so much better. There's been some recent changes that, that just came up not too long ago. What do you think about, I'm going to point out some things that was released by the national federation. One uh, facial hair being permissible 30 minutes between matches and the ability to wrestle in a one-day tournament, six matches. What do you think about these changes that have come about um, um, going into the 2023-24 season? So facial hair, um, I think it's long time coming in terms of that. Um, you know, I, I think our kids are, you know, they don't need to be. I think you're asking something of them um, that to shave every before every match or before every tournament. Um you know, they're kids, they're not going to do it, you know? So oftentimes you'd have to do it at the tournament. It becomes a little bit of a hassle. Um, and then just sanitary, like it's not always the cleanest guys are just grabbing razors, shaving their face. Um, in terms of the 30 minute match or you're saying 30 minutes between matches, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's good. Um, it allows, you know, wrestling is, there's a lot of things involved that make you make a wrestler. Like you have to be able, obviously you have to be fit, but we also want to see, um, we want to see, technique be displayed and we want to see talented kids do talented things and i think you know having a a rest period um that's defined is good because it'll i mean in, in a half hour you know you can feel pretty good to wrestle again and then the six minute match or the six match thing um i you know we had we were running into that issue um there was concern in 2021 at the state tournament um where they allowed us to do that um and i think you know there wasn't guys wrestled there was guys who wrestled six times and were four and two and took fifth or fourth or whatever it was and they were fine you know i i like that i think um i think you know you get uh, you you start to um with we had this happen at shepherd this year where they did a coin flip um for a fifth place match and you know the kids wanted to wrestle and you know i don't think it's a, i personally don't believe that it's a safety issue um wrestling an extra match um it, you know, you get you allow some depth into the tournament. It allows more people to get matches. And for us, like we had a guy who was in it, and he's a young guy, and he's a, he was a sophomore, and he hasn't wrestled very many matches. It's crucial for us to get as many matches as we can for him to get him ready when we got to put him out in a in a duel in a right. in a in a spot where we're going to need him. We need him to feel, you know, as many wrestling positions as he possibly can. Right. No, I agree. It, it makes me think. My last year at Western, we had a kid who's graduating this year, Adam Wells, had a fantastic Saginaw Valley League tournament, loses loses first match, wins like three straight, then loses another match to going for the fifth place match, and he has to do a coin flip, and he ends up taking sixth. 
yeah. where it would have been nice for him as a, as a freshman at that time to get that additional match. And, and like you said, I think of tournaments like the Freeland tournament, which is kind of like our, I call it the Tri-City Counties tournament because we have a lot of yeah. teams from around the Saginaw, Bay City, uh, Midland area where even if you wanted to keep the whole like semifinalists going for third or something like, like it'd be nice for those guys that are coming back if they could have an opportunity to wrestle for third or something like that. Like it was just, just give us, give them the option of coming back. Like, you I, never I know about a, a rat tail kid that who knows, maybe he makes it all the way to a placing match. So just those little no, things. You're a hundred percent right. We had a kid, um, we had one of our captains lose this year and at the Freeland tournament to a kid who, was in a rat tail that kid ended up making the finals so that's not really you know and the kid he wrestled first rounds out and he wrestled him fairly tough so like that kid's a zero and one and he's done for the day and he loses to a kid who made the finals mm-hmm. you know and it was it was um you know you kind of feel for a kid like that and um i mean the kid where the kid was from was was um i, I believe it was three rivers um mm-hmm. and so like if he loses first round he just drove from three rivers to freeland for for one match that doesn't seem like we're doing the kids justice at that point. Right. Right. We're all about trying to get kids to get more, more matches and things like that. So my yeah. last, Oh, go ahead. Go. No, no. I was uh, just agreeing with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my last question for you before, before we wrap up is youth wrestling. What are some of the good things you've seen? What are some of the bad things you've seen? What are some things that can be improved on? Not just from the coaching aspect, but from the parent aspect. Um, you know, so I'll speak more on the coaching point, um, you know, and I'll get into the payment thing second. Um, I'll go with um, where I'm a little bit more of an expert in, and I wouldn't call myself an expert by any means. Um, for coaching purposes, like to, you know, for the youth, I think, I think number one, I think we're starting to get really, really good coaches in the youth game. Um, I think we're starting to find some really talented coaches. You're seeing the club level, um, across our state really, really grow. Um, there's some really darn good coaches at the, at the, um, at the youth level. Um, in terms of what I would like to see a little bit more, um, I want to see kids enjoy it. You know, um, I think very early, um, intentional or not, I think competition is being pushed a little too hard early on. Um, I mean, you see kids, you know, we have guys on our team that are, are pretty darn good that were not very good at eight years old. Um, and because it, and frankly, it doesn't, it doesn't mean all that much, right? There's no translation of you are a stud when you're eight, you're going to be, uh, you're, it's guaranteeing you're a high school state champion. And I'm yeah. not saying that there, you know, there aren't kids like Connor Greer, for example, on our team was really good from the, from the word go. And he's still re- pretty darn good today. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows Connor. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we can't, I just want, I want coaches to help them love the sport, help kids love the sport. Um, and I know, I know in the moment, you know, when you're wrestling, when your kid's wrestling or you're coaching a kid when he's eight, it means a lot at the moment. You know what I mean? Like it really does. I'm not going to try to de-emphasize the, the, the individual moments because it's helping them. But, you know, at the end of the day, you put it into perspective and you go, Hey, like, did you love wrestling? You know? And that was something I started to do at the end of my, my club coaching is I would talk to kids about, Hey, I don't care about your results. I care that you go out and you perform or you try to perform the skills that we've worked on in practice. And in, you know what, at the end of the day, that's it. And if you're having fun competing, that's awesome. That's what I want. And that was when I first started coaching, I was pushing guys really hard. Um, and I've, you know, I've grown up a little bit and I've had mentors in my life, you know, coaching wise, help me go, Hey, like make sure they're having fun above all. Like, 
make sure that's it. Um, in terms of like parenting, um, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to tell people how to parent. <laughs> um, just an observation, though. Um, you know, let the kids have their moments. Um, make sure that the kids are enjoying it. You know, don't force your kid to go to practice when he's eight. You know, I, I think that's where you start to drive kids out of the sport because they, you know, there's very few wrestling practices that are just easy, right? Mm-hmm. And so when a, when a kid's wanting to go hang out, let your kid go to the go to the birthday party. You know, let them do that. Um, and oh, and this kind of um, covers parenting and coaching. I want to see weight cutting go away for youth wrestling. Um, I think it's, I think it hurts kids more than, you know, I I think, you know, you listen to these guys who talk like Keegan O'Toole is a guy that I, that I really, really like watching wrestle. Um, He's at, he's incredible. And, you know, he talks about, you know, enjoying the sport, you know, like when he switched over from his previous club to Askren, you know, it was more about fun and enjoying the sport and loving wrestling and loving wrestling positions and not as much weight cutting and all that stuff. Um, he's a guy that, you know, you look at his success and obviously he's super talented. Right. But a guy like that, you know, it seems like they, they did the right thing when dad stepped away a little bit and was just like, I I'm pushing you too hard. I'm making it more about me than I am about you. And, um, and I hope that parents don't take that the wrong way, but I just want to make sure that the wrestling piece is about the kids you know it's and at the end of the day wrestling isn't the biggest thing you're wrestling is and we talk about this in our program all the time wrestling is a vehicle wrestling is a vehicle to teach you life skills to teach you discipline to teach you mental toughness all sorts of stuff that you can take from the sport of wrestling that are much more and much much more important than the winning and the losing all right uh, I, I can speak from the parent perspective as finally being able to dive into the whole coaching your kid and wrestling. Uh, my biggest thing with, with both my, because both my girls, my youngest really into my oldest is more of a gymnast, but she tried it out. But trying to get them to understand that I, I'm more about the effort than the actual outcomes of the match. And, um, at, at, and you hit on a head like weight cutting, I always feel like at the high school level, it just depends on your team because sometimes you need guys to slot into certain areas um, yeah, to help make 100%. your team stronger. And the same thing when you wrestle at the college level. But on the youth and middle school level, if your kid is, give an example, they're 70 pounds and you're trying to get them to get down to 55 pounds and they're nine years old, I, I just don't think that's a, a good thing to do to your child. That That's, that's, bare, that's pretty much child abuse. Now, I will say this, if you have a kid that's 82 and the next weight class is light heavyweight and they weigh 83, a good workout gets them down to wrestle 82. That's not weight cutting. That's them working out and managing their weight. It's a completely different idea. But if you're wrestling, uh, if the weight class is 82 and you're wrestling light heavyweight and you weigh 97 pounds, well, guess what? You're just going to wrestle light heavyweight. You're you're 100% (laughs) right. Like, so when I defined like weight cutting to parents, when I was in the club was basically how I would say it was if you're cutting through a weight class. So, you know, to use your, you know, let's say it's 75, 80, 85, and you're 83 pounds, 82 pounds, whatever it is, that two, three pounds is a couple workouts. You can make 80, but you're cutting weight. If you're trying to make 75 now, right. you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and if you're going to try to go to 70, you're cutting way too much weight. Um, yeah. 
and you know, these are just, I mean, these are just, an, I'm, I, these are just numbers that popped in my head as I was talking to you, but it, I just, I think, you know, losing a couple pounds is it's a sweat. You're going to rehydrate. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're cutting through weight classes, um, I, I think that's, I think that's where we're starting to hurt kids and, um, we're hurting their enjoyment of the sport because there's not, there's not one wrestler that I'm sure you've talked to that goes, my favorite part of the sport was cutting weight. You know, that was not their favorite part. And, um, we, you know, let's limit that as much as we can so they can enjoy the great sport that we have. Right. Right. It is an amazing sport. Well, thank you so much, Colin. Appreciate the conversation. Appreciate your advice you're giving out to all those listeners and good luck to you and the Bobcats next year. Thank you, Isaiah. Thank you for everything you're doing on your podcast and supporting wrestling in our area. Well, do I'm going to keep doing it as long as they keep me around. So, <laughs> well, you're doing great, buddy. Thank you. You take care. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Coach T podcast by my dad.